Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. So, ladies and gentlemen, Tanya is about to come on and just freaking blow the roof off of this place. And my gosh, if there if there is a roof in the 3D, uh, she's probably going to blow off the, the 5D one, the spiritual roof, because we are going to go deep into an epic, epic conversation. So make sure you stay tuned all the way through till the end, because it's going to be legendary and a legendary conversation. Before we dive into that, let's talk about the sponsor message, which is you out there, you're a world changer. You are changing the world with every action, every thought, every everything that you are doing or saying. You're changing the world and you're living your purpose just being here. So I want to acknowledge you, number one. And number two, I have a lot of people who are tuning in right now who want to get their message out to an even bigger audience. So number one, I love supporting you with bringing you on the 12-hour marathon. So if you want to find out more about that and getting your message out like that, I would love to have a conversation with you. Number two, a lot of people who are tuning in also are committed to getting their message out with their own platform, with their own voice, and their own unique way of doing it. I love supporting people like you in launching your podcast and getting your message out to the world like that. So let's have a conversation. However, I can support you. If there's something else too, happy to support you with that. You can email me, Chris at beyourgps.com. You can find me on Facebook.com forward slash TH3Burns. And you can also send me a direct message, DM on Instagram at I am Millionaire Chris. Okay. Looking forward to hearing from you and seeing how we can grow together, how we can support each other. Let's do it to it, baby. So next up is the iTunes review of the week. And this week it's by Sports123789. And Sports says, awesome show and host. Love Chris's infectiously positive attitude, inspirational and uplifting. Thanks so much, Sports. I appreciate you. If you want to stay tuned to all these amazing amazing episodes definitely subscribe on itunes or whatever your podcast platform of choice is stitcher google play iHeartRadio, whatever subscribe spotify subscribe so you can get all the latest updates we release a new episode just about every day and also if you want to give us feedback so we can keep growing the show make it even more of what you desire and if there's anything that you don't really like let us know we love hearing that too so go to beergps.com forward slash itunes to give us a review on itunes or search becoming your greatest possible self on the itunes store and give us a review there thanks so much in advance for doing that i love you let's keep growing and going on this journey together I'm going to introduce Tanya in just a second here. We are, oh, we are going to dive into some juicy, juicy conversation. So make sure you stay tuned all the way through till the very end because one of these ideas has the power to literally transform your life, your reality, explode your abundance, explode your happiness, your fulfillment, uh, explode your something else all over you. Anything you want to be exploding all over, you have full permission to do that. We're going to have an incredible conversation. So, Let's introduce Tanya, and then we'll bring her on the screen. By the way, I always recommend have a piece of paper, have a pen ready to take notes, or write them in your phone, whatever works best for you. Meet the one, the only, 
Tanya James. Maybe she's not the only, but she's the one that matters. The only one that matters right now. Tanya James, divorce doula, spiritual mentor, and oracle for the angelic realm. Tanya provides an array of services to her clients, including emotional and spiritual divorce support, parent coaching, inner child integration, soul retrieval, trauma release, timeline healing, and more. Tanya's gifts of multidimensional channeling, sacred container holding, and intuitive inquiry coaching, coupled with her unconditional commitment in assisting others with their transformational journey, makes her work a unique combination of practicality and magic. Tanya has served thousands of people over her last 15 years in the healing arts and is a dedicated and compassionate steward of love. Tanya, are you ready to rock the house, senorita? Totally. I love it. We're now live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. Thank you for being here, and we are going to dive into an incredible conversation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm just excited. You're a listener who you just quoted. You're right. It was right. You do have infectious, pumped up, awesome energy. I'm (laughs) stoked to be able to have this conversation with you today. Awesome. Awesome, Tanya. I appreciate you. And let's dive right in. The theme of today is, does your why make you cry? And specifically, we just want to hear how is your experience with that, that perspective and that kind of wisdom or euphemism? How has that impacted you, Tanya? My why definitely makes me cry. Um, you know, I, I might I might not right now. <laughs> but to get to hold a container for mm. us to completely transform their life mm. is a miracle to witness. I've seen miracles happen within hours, days, weeks, and it just when you see someone completely shift out of their old story and who they used to be and Mm. step into the miracles that have been here waiting for them, we cry. I mean, I cry with clients all the time. They'll call me up. And um, recently somebody had a deep dive session with me and she made five or to $6,000 within a week. And she just called me up. And when I saw that message, I just started crying for her, for her happiness, you know, it's, um, it's amazing to see people being able to shift out of the old and into the new, and then just be shocked of the results. Wow. I love it. I love it. You're really present to your impact that you have in people's lives. And, and I love love it. Yeah, I love what you said about the container too. Um, Like just being able to hold that container so people can step into either their greatness or they can, you know, really shed the layers that aren't serving them. I really hear that whatever it is that they come to you with, you're like a master facilitator of just empowerment and, and love. Yeah. I even, you know, you can label the container really just the void of creation, like Mm. into that that open space of where pure possibility lives and get to play in there Mm. and really see what's, you know, been hidden. And that's why I chose the topic of triggers today because so much of our blind spots are hiding right in front of us through what 
uh, you know, gets us, gets us, you know, a little fired up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love it. Those, those blind spots. Oh, love them. So I want to hear a little bit more. We, we mentioned in your intro who you are and what you stand for, but I'd love to hear in your own words, uh, what's alive for you these days and what you stand for and, and what you're most passionate about in your purpose and, and how you're showing up. You know, the light language coming in was a fairly new development in my practice. And it happened three to four years ago, and I sat on it for years. Mm. I would do it out loud. I was uncomfortable with it. It sounded crazy. Mm. And when I do it now, the, the, the shifts that people feel immediately are, I mean, and I feel them too, because it's just flowing through me as the vessel and coming out. And the way the frequencies are designed, it's not meant to be understood by our conscious mind. So it just mm. bypasses that conscious mind and goes straight into the subconscious. And, you know, I can feel people's tingles. I can feel them downloading new information. Mm. And it was something I was really scared to come out with. And when I came out with it about six months ago, it's just exploded my because not only the results, but how unique it is for each person that I'm talking to. New voices come through, new, 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 you know, uh, non-physical support comes through. Mm -hmm. And I really got to know my non-physical team so much better by finally allowing this to flow through me. And it, it was scary at first. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I love it. So uh, light language, I, I think I, I want to educate our audience if they if they don't know what it is. I'll share my interpretation and I'd love to hear yours. It's, it's basically high, high vibration, high frequency words and energy, but it may not match what people understand in terms of like English or Spanish or whatever language. It might not be comprehensible to the conscious mind, but it goes through to the subconscious mind because of the vibrations and the sounds that are put together that, you know, like it's, it's, there's certain, um, sounds and ways that we make noises that impact our soul, right? Our, our energy different than let's say, hello, you know, that, that has a certain vibration to it, but there's certain, a lot of what you channel has a different vibrational impact on us. Is that, is that how you would describe it around? Yes. And it, it is a little esoteric. So I, you know, just, I just tell people, Hey, it sounds weird. Use your imagination. If you feel something great, if you don't feel anything, that's okay too. And I am, um, you know, I do see visuals occasionally where I'll see a scroll drop down into someone's heart. I'll see something come up from the earth. Um, the earth sounds that come through are really different than some of the other sounds from like the Octurian Palladian and they come forward and tell me. And once I started doing the light language, then their voices even started coming through in English and my voice totally changes into kind of a monotone sound and they deliver their message. And then they, you know, conclude with we are the Octurian Palladians. It's nice to see you today type of thing. And then I go <laughs> on talking as me. And it was so wild when this first started because I literally felt like I was walking, you know, a walking science fiction novel. Mm. And as I just kind of allowed it to happen, then it's just kind of happened. But one of the things that's definitely happening is a D DNA reactivation. So it's mm. actually going to the cellular level and helping 
to, um, you know, raise the frequency of the whole person. So your auric body, your causal body, your physical body down to your DNA does get these activations and they and they take anywhere usually from two days up to even a week to fully integrate because we don't want to cause like a healing crisis so you know i always make sure to integrate them with ease and grace for the person's highest and best good so they're not you know taking on too much and having a migraine the next day that kind of thing I love it. I love it. You got you get to be um graceful and compassionate with where people are at and not yeah. not rush them through their their consciousness yeah. journey because that's that's not the whole that's not the objective here. It's not to go from A to Z as quickly as possible, right? <laughs> Whisper it sometimes. If the person yeah. is uncomfortable, going to be uncomfortable hearing the tones, I mm. can whisper it without them hearing and they still get it. So, you know, it is really about meeting people where they are and it's, it's okay if I, you know, whisper it too. It's still, yeah. it still has the same effect. Wow. Incredible. Tiny, this is absolutely beautiful. And I want to go back into your journey and talk about, um, you know, especially for the people out there who are like, how do I get to where Tanya is like with these level, this level of, of connection and awakening and, and access to these beautiful powers and these beautiful gifts to give to the world. Uh, I want to go back into the journey and talk about how did we get to where we are today? Where does it all really begin for you in terms of your, your spiritual journey, your entrepreneurial journey, uh, empowering people? Where does that begin for you? It begins in childhood, really. Uh, I was giving little old ladies on my paper out Reiki when I was like 12. Yeah. And I didn't know that's what I was doing. I would just put my hands on them and they'd get, my hands would get super hot and I knew I was helping them. My parents would have card night and I'd be going around the table saying, oh, your kidney chi really needs a little this and, you know, your knee could use this. And they'd look mm. at me like, what are you talking about? And I ended up actually closing down a lot of my gifts at that age because it wasn't comfortable. I, you know, I, I didn't like being looked at like I was weird or like there was something wrong with me. So by the time I was a teenager, I had left that life behind and, you know, I ran away as a teenager. I moved out on my own at 14, 15 and started paying wow. rent. Um, and, you know, I grew up really quick. And, and then I, um, when I was about in my late teens, early twenties, I was introduced to a spiritual community mm -hmm. and, um, I received an attunement for some Aboriginal, um, um, what would the word be? Ab just Aboriginal energies. Mm. And then from that point, I discovered you know, uh, essential oils. And then I went and got my massage therapy license and wow. things started moving in that direction. Then I had a dark night of the soul experience, had mm. a very painful divorce, mm. had, you know, went through PTSD, basically lost like three to four years of my life. And I almost died. Um, I was in my early thirties and my life totally collapsed. Mm. And then I have been this Phoenix rising from the ashes. I have not been able to be unstoppable since I figured out, guess what? You came here with pretty massive gifts. You came here with a big mission. Go for it. Do it. Mm. Get, get on path. And one of the key experiences for that was in 2015, I had a spontaneous healing session from an NLP practitioner mm. who helped me to put my relationship with codependency on a tree across the street. And in that moment, I felt free for the first time. 
And from that moment forward, so that was only four and a half years ago, I just stepped into the next and stepped into the next. And I can tell people, anybody who's listening, one of the things that really, um, you know, I realized today that I didn't realize then is when you line up with your soul mission, Mm. nothing can stand in your way. Nothing. Mm. Because that purpose inside of you wants to be birthed and it's going to do whatever it takes to get there. Mm. 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 I love it. I love it, Tanya. Um, I want to talk about what got you through those moments of, of uh, you know, your, your marriage not working out and you said you were in a dark, dark night of the soul. What kept you moving forward? How did you, um, how did you view codependency? How did you view yourself in those times? And like, what shifted for you? What were the distinctions that you got, especially after you put it on the tree across the street? The, that was the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. that the, up until that point, I was really lost. Mm-hmm. I had experience. Um, it's kind of personal, but that's okay. I had an experience. And when I was 25, where my grandfather came and visited me, he died when I was three months old. And we sat and had a very long evening together. And he explained a lot of things to me and talked to me in ways that I had never had a conversation with a family member in my life that way. Mm-hmm. And toward the end of that conversation, he said to me, Tanya, you, you're, I'm so proud of you. You have done so much so far, but guess what? Things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to give up. And you're going to forget all about me. You're going to forget all about this conversation. And I'm not going to let you. You're not going anywhere. And when you're over the worst of it, I'll give you a sign. And you'll know that you're over the worst of it. And because um, I, I forgot. In, in, the, in some of those years, I forgot. And I was, you know, drinking too much. I was, you know, completely... Uh, unglued with not being the daily in the daily lives of my kids. I mean, I was just a wreck and I, and I think some spark inside of me got me out of bed every day. Even when I was crawling, something got me one step forward. And after that session with him putting the codependency on the tree, uh, that week I woke up floating in the middle of space. Um, so when I astral project and dream, I wake up in these astral experiences. And I woke up floating in space and I opened my eyes and I'm like, Oh, you know, it was like literally something I can't even put into words or describe nebula and stars and supernovas. It was unbelievable. And I got to travel through different dimensions via wormhole. And when you went, when I went into the wormhole, it was the fastest thing I'd ever experienced in my life. It literally felt like maybe a drop of water on Niagara Falls. It's hard to put it into words, but I was, you know, at the end, I got to float in front of Jupiter's eye and see all the gases and it was freaking phenomenal. I'll never forget it. And I woke up from that and I heard my grandfather's, you know, voice, Mm -hmm. you know, now. And it took me years to realize that part of that experience too, is that I can pass on those vibrations to the people I work with. Mm. Oh, when I take people in a wormhole to clear a timeline, they're getting that vibration, even if they've never ex- or, or never can experience it. Because I didn't understand it for a long time. Why me? Mm. Why did I go travel in space? Why did I get to see things that most people will never get to experience in their waking life? Mm. Or even if 
dream life. Yeah. Why me? And, and it was something that I, you know, toyed around with for a, a long time until getting the light language going six months ago. And then all this channeling started happening and yeah. my coaching practice really shifted yeah. from, you know, working strictly with parents and parent coaching where, where I have my degree in to, you know, fusing that with this uh, intergalactic support, really. Yeah. So rad. I love this. Tiny, this is, this is absolutely beautiful. And uh, I think it's it's really when we are younger and we get these hints that we are meant for more, we get these synchronicities, we get these messages. And for you, it was pretty, pretty like epic. You know, I think a lot of people wish for something like that, that is so blindingly obvious, you know? It wasn't though. Like mm. the experience was crazy. And I woke up from that day thinking, oh my God, if every single human being, if we were all to have that exact same experience on the same night, we would wake up to a new planet. Yeah. We yeah. would wake up to a new home because people would see what they're a part of. They would mm. see themselves not as separate from, you know, all of this vast space that we are the universe in form. And the universe is expressing through our consciousness. That mm. was so viscerally alive for me in that moment. Mm. And it just put me on fire. And I'm like, I got to spread this message as far and as wide as I can. Mm. Because it's given to me for a reason. And I cannot let my own fear and my own crap get in the way of what it is I'm here to do. I love it. Tan, this is beautiful. And I know a big part of your work was and is uh, working with parents and couples. And, and like, I want to hear how did that become a, a big part of your journey as well? Well, again, I was struggling with some co-parenting issues mm -hmm. uh, in my own life at the time. And it was one of those random coffee shop meetings where I was sitting, having a cup of coffee with my twins in the stroller. And there was a gentleman sitting across and I got this like nudge on my shoulder. Go talk to him now. Mm. So I just sat down next to him like, hey, you know let's have a conversation. I'm interested in what you do. And he was a organizational development coach for um, Apple and IBM and different Silicon Valley, you know, corporate coach. And we just started talking and it formed a mentorship friendship. And we worked together for about a year. And he's like, this is, you're a natural. And so from there, I went into parent coaching specifically to help just fuel my own education as a parent, mm -hmm. learn different ways of parenting styles with my kid's dad, because we had opposite parenting styles, mm -hmm. which is okay because, you know, my strength in one area is going to be his strength, you know, where, it, you know, our strengths are just in different areas. Right. So um, it was a beautiful program. It's called the Parent Coaching Institute. And they, what they do is they take quantum physics, they mix it with organizational development, and then they mix that with psychology, family psychology. Holy or crap. <laughs> so it's like this three container piece where you get mm. to work in the quantum, learn the quantum of it without having to necessarily talk about it openly. Because at the time, this was still, you know, almost 10 years ago, mm. that quantum language wasn't as common as it is today. Right. 
Right. Wow. So incredible. So from that point, you really were refining your skills, working with a lot of different parents, thousands of people, you know, healing, empowering, giving them strategies to be more effective in their parenting and their relationships. Uh, when did this? Themselves. Mm. It's really to mm. parent, parent themselves and to heal those inner child pieces yeah. and to see the strengths in their kids. And, and, and like human beings, we're the only creatures that can consciously be something that we're not. An mm. oak tree is never trying to be a palm tree. A deer is never trying to be a bird. Mm. But humans, we want to go in and say, no, I want to be that person. I want to have that. I want to yeah. be this. I don't want to be who I am. And a lot of that's just cultural conditioning of this massive consumerism society that says, I want that to be happy and I want that to mm. be happy. And it's really helping people to tune in to what's working in our lives because mm. what we focus on grows. But most people, because our brain, our reptilian brain is programmed to, to notice what's not working for good reason. So, but the problem with that is then you can't find the solutions because all your, your, your tunnel laser focused on what's not working and people do it with their kids. They do it with their spouses. They do it with themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's really about teaching people how to focus on what is working, where the strengths do lie and how to enhance and grow those and focus on those instead of what's not working. Mm. So good. Absolutely. It's like the the focus is is everything it's like where we're heading and pointing our ship our rudders so to speak yeah. that's that's going to determine where we end up in 30 days from now 90 days 1 year 5 years it's like where am i focused on where am i putting and investing my energy into what absolutely. seeds am i am i nurturing absolutely and with divorce you know for most people it's the most painful thing they'll ever go through yeah. you know their whole life that they have known up until that point is dissolving in front of them and yeah. then to be able to give people that spiritual and that emotional support to see that their life isn't over mm. just because the relationship is ending mm. their role as a mom or a dad isn't going to change or doesn't have to change as drastically as they think it does just mm. because the roles of the family are changing and to use the experience as the transformational catalyst to build the life of their dreams that they do want, you know, giving them a why that makes them cry, you know, that being able to have that conversation. And, and um, one of my mentors, Kenji Kumara, one of the things he always does is disconnects people from their emotional body, their physical body and their mental body when he does the work. Yeah. And so and I picked up on that. So when we when I'm in sessions with people, we disconnect from the emotional body so we can see the objective observing position in session. And you can, it's like, Oh, what am I stressed out about this for? Like, <laughs> why was I giving it that much energy? Like yeah. you, you literally put that issue up on the tree. Hmm. You can pick it back up if you want to. I advise people not to, but <laughs> everybody has free will choice, yeah. but just having that removed from your field. And then you can see, Oh, I didn't know this was here. And I didn't know that was there. Holy wow. shit get to go and do what I really wanted to do in spite of this kind of traumatic experience I'm currently going through. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So when did you um, start focusing on the triggers as, as something that you knew it was a sticking point for people and their relationships with others as well as themselves? 
I think that's been throughout my whole coaching. And even before I became a coach Mm. as, you know, doing hundreds of massages and giving body work and the body work I did was very deep and powerful. I mean, I did massive energy clearings Mm. even before I knew kind of what I was doing. I was Mm -hmm. moving so much energy around and you could tell, you know, even when people were on my table, they would just start crying spontaneously and then a memory would come up. And they would talk to me about it and I would give them, I would do coaching with them even before I ever did any training and coaching. It was just, it was just natural. Mm. Um, And with triggers, there are mirrors, you know, part of the thing with our blind spots is we can't see them. So a trigger is a way for us to be able to find out what our blind spots are. And, and, and we're so conditioned to, you know, run from pain mm. and go toward pleasure that we don't take that moment of, 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 of recognizing the trigger, um, figuring out what it is and why it's there and mm. then seeing the blind spot that it's pointing us to. Wow. I love it. So it's like, it's really there. They've always been there and it's, it's our indicators. It's our, it's our guidance system to pay attention yep. to something so that we can dig into it and, and see what's behind it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And using the weather of our emotions as a map, mm. you know, not judging the map, not judging the weather. You know, if we go outside and there's a thunderstorm, we don't go start yelling at the thunderstorm, stop it, stop raining, stop with this thunder. You know, we don't do that, but we do that with our emotions. Mm. You know, I'm not supposed to feel this way. I'm not supposed to think this way. I shouldn't be thinking, feeling this. And it's really about teaching people not to judge their emotions, not to judge where they are, not to judge themselves or other people at all. Mm. Like it's one big, you know, soup of a learning lesson. And Mm. the more we look for where the gifts are in the lessons, the more we can clear those lessons from needing to circle back around and around and around mm-hmm. because we've learned it. So that cuts the cycle. Yeah. Um, so we don't have to keep repeating it again and again. Mm. So what, what would you recommend for people to start off with in terms of being aware and being able to be more resourceful and like better handle their, their, their blind spots, their triggers, their, their emotions that they might be grappling with? So observing. So mm. one thing I do with clients is I, if they're in the middle of a situation that, um, or they, let's say they're recounting a story to me that had happened in the last week of something that was upsetting to them. Mm-hmm. I literally have them put the whole scene up on a movie screen and I have them sit in the theater of mm. the movie and watch it from that observer perspective. And I have them take in the other characters. Who do you want to see leave the scene? Who do you want to mm. see come into the scene? What does this character in the movie need? What are, what mm. is this character really, you know, uh, you know how are you I, um, viewing it from this seat in theater instead of being the person up on the screen acting it out? And really just that observing perspective makes such a big difference because you put different lenses on Mm. you get to put that lens of objectivity on there and say okay does this really make sense is is, are my tell my kids you know are your big feelings worth x y and z like Mm. when my kids were little and having a tantrum that they couldn't want to watch what they wanted to watch are you going to give your big feelings to that tv really no Mm. we're going to turn the tv off sorry but it's that same kind of retraining our minds. Mm. I always tell my clients, we are committing to a new way of thinking. 
that's mm-hmm. one of the early, you know, the mantras I use with everybody is commit to a new way of thinking and start looking at, at what's causing friction in your life from the observer perspective, as if you're just watching it, you know, in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really, like you said, detaching from the mental, mental, physical, and emotional body. That's what people really get to develop their mastery in to be able to, to think differently, to be able to create the results that they want. And not judge what's occurring. Like, hmm. let your feelings be okay. This isn't about masking our feelings, pretending that they're not there, Pollyanna, wishful thinking. It's nothing like that. It's really owning the feelings that are there brain i think the brain research has shown that it only takes 90 seconds to feel a feeling mm-hmm. but what people do is they re reignite it again and again and again and it yep. loops over so that 90 second feeling can last for months or decades even mm-hmm. if if it isn't you know kind of caught and say okay what part do you need so that's the other thing that i talk to clients about is you know what does this part need you know, mm. how old is this version of you? You know, what's what? when was the first time you ever felt that feeling? Or when was the first time this situation or similar situation ever happened? And it usually points back to, you know, six, seven, eight years old, some mm. memory somewhere. And then we go into that inner child and make a connection with that inner child to the, to the wise adult version of them. And just by making that connection, you build a bridge from the subconscious to the conscious mind, and you're able to neutralize the um, negative pattern that that experience or that wherever that voice came from. It could be your parents' voice. Mm-hmm. Like, has this been your thought? You know, so it's just really in that observing place where you're trying to figure where, where you are looking at it instead of sitting at it, mm-hmm. you're looking at it and saying, what is this trying to tell me? Is there a difference between, um, let's say something, a negative emotion or, or memory stuck in an energetic field and a brain pattern that is negative or from a past negative event? It's a good question. There's definitely chemicals that can, you know, I mean, we, you know, for people with mood disorders and that sort of thing, there's, there definitely can be chemical hormone imbalances Mm -hmm. and things that can there's also past life things that don't have a conscious memory of Mm -hmm. and yet like even in sessions sometimes I'll have a past life memory come up for for someone and it's not something that I particularly do but Mm -hmm. when I'm in that channeling zone if the guides are showing me hey you need to work on this past life issue it's had and they'll happen eight past lives ago whatever let's clear that Mm. and affecting them today and then once they clear that past memory now you know road rage isn't an issue anymore (laughs) you know or whatever it was that was Mm. you know that was the impetus for that conversation Mm. so uh each person is so unique that it's hard to answer that question you know um there's a whole host of ways that that it can show up interesting interesting um in terms of your spiritual being like a spiritual teacher and the the aspect of of i would say coaching and mentoring and healing relationships and people in their in their own you know self love journey and in their own consciousness journey how did you how did you find that those two worlds coming together with spirituality and like relationships and co-parenting what was that like for you 
I think, you know, I had to walk my talk first, Mm. you know, kind of one of those things to where as I went through my own journey of transformation, I knew that part of the reason that I went through the level of stuff that I went through Mm -hmm. was to be able to support others with it. Mm. Um, It's the, you know, from our mess comes our medicine. Mm. And I think that that's where a lot of it all came together. And just in the last year, what has shifted it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started coaching seven, eight years ago, it was like finding this talent that I had no idea that I had. You know, it was like, you know, sitting down at a chessboard for the first time and you can't lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I never experienced anything that I was such a natural at in my life. And so I just knew that I had to pursue it. I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have a choice. I could not do it. Mm. 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 So good. I love it. I love it. Um, you mentioned like, even in the last year, like you've grown so much, uh, what, what distinctions do you wish you could share with yourself from a year ago? Or do you just want to share what you've gained in the last year that have really made a difference for you? The, the me a year ago, I would have told her to slow the F down. <laughs> Um, and enjoy it. Like I was so on fire. I just couldn't turn it off. So, I mean, I was working 12 hour days and I mean, I was just burning the candle at both ends, Mm. um, with launching a new company and really at the end of the day, my biggest growth has come through moments of stillness. Mm. My biggest growth has been through the art of allowance Mm. and, you know, really activating that law of allowance in my life. And um, I would definitely tell her just slow down and enjoy the ride. And you don't have to, you're not late. Mm. That's the other thing that I would have told her. You're never late. That's gold. That's gold. What about allowance? I want to dive into that. How can we yeah. embody that way of being even more and, and create the, the benefits that come from that? So I like to describe it to my clients a couple of different ways. So our left inside, you know, hemispheres of our brain work uh-huh. in tandem, you know, our masculine and our divine feminine, you know, the, the goal is to have them work in tandem. Yes. So when you have the goal of merging your 3D, you know, personality, you know, conscious mind self with or five D and beyond multidimensional highest self, you know, who's when you really have that commitment to merging those two worlds, Mm. you can't not be in the law of allowance Mm. because those having those working in harmony together, Mm. you automatically don't want to overdo You automatically don't want to overthink and push and, you know, force. And it just takes all that away because you can see the eternal, that you have that relationship with that eternal aspect of you who tells you when to slow down, Mm. who tells you, okay, you've done a great job today, go play, you know, um, you know, go on a, go, you know, take yourself out on a date, go get a Mm. massage, go on, you know, go away for the weekend. You know, you're, you're in that balanced place where allowance is natural. 
instead of in that linear mind that says, oh, I got to do it, do, do more. And I can't, I can't get it all done and it's never going to finish. And you know, that's that linear mind that just thinks that there's a time limit. There's no time limit. Mm -hmm. You know, linear time is great when, you know, you need to catch a plane or have a meeting or, an interview. <laughs> you know, that that's what linear time is for. So we have structure, mm -hmm. but we have to every single part of ourselves that has ever existed right in this moment it's all here and what is what what does that mean for people like i i get that there's infinite possibilities there's infinite ways of being there's infinite resourcefulness and and things that we can step into like whole, whole new realms and possibilities how can we like actually activate those and, and say, okay, I want that. I'm going for it. I created it. Boom. It's done. Like, how do we, how do we like turn it on like that? Commit to a new way of thinking. You mm. know, it really is, the, it is a, you know, we have free will. So if we want to sit on the couch and, you know, watch Netflix 12 hours a day, we have that choice. Mm. You know, that's our free will choice. And, and, you know, and guess what, if I'm having a, a, a day where I need to do that, I give myself permission to do that. Mm. Mm. Right. Amen. I don't myself up if I just need to take a chill day and yeah. tune the world out. Yeah. Right. So, but part of it is really allowing your higher self to come into your experience, mm. to see yourself as the master creator that you are to see yeah. yourself as the miracle that you are as this timeless limitless being of pure potential allowing that knowingness to kind of filter through this you know dense experience of mm. of practicality and results and everything else and and again that merging of that the personality with the higher person or you know the higher persona that we have yeah and the willingness to just play around with that, mm. the willingness to play around with that. And that, that could be different for, for everybody. Some mm. people, you know, do meditations in the morning. Some people do walking meditations or mm. run or, you know, whatever gets people into the zone. Mm. That's really, if you can, if you can find even 20 minutes a day where you can be in your zone mm. of genius, mm. that's going to build. That experience is going to build. It's like interest accrued in a bank account. Yeah. If you put that 20 minutes in every single day, where are you going to be in 10 years mm. versus if you don't? Mm. Mm. I love it. I love it. So I hear trusting ourselves to know what is what is our genius, what is our flow state, what is when we're in the zone, and how can we get to that place even more? And it, it's also... I think that there's a, a level of awareness that we have to have about who we're being and how we're showing up in those moments, right? Because it's like, yes, you can go out and be in the zone on, let's say, the basketball court and be, you know, playing and stuff, which is awesome. And does that provide the same level of, of spiritual growth as being in the zone meditating or something like that? Well, and, and, you know, this conversation is for people who are interested in their spiritual growth. Yes. You know, a lot of people who came, who are on the planet right now, who were born asleep and they're going to stay asleep and that's their journey. And there's, and there's, that's okay. Yeah. It's okay that, that, that we have a lot of people who didn't come here to wake up. And for those of us who did come here awake or to wake up, <laughs> um, you know, we're here to support others in yeah. their awakening. 
Mm. And that's going to look different for everybody. So yes, you can be a a basketball player and on your spiritual journey and you're in the zone Mm. and you're fusing the spiritual, you know, aspect of you and hitting three pointers the entire game. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. You can merge the two. Um, But, you know, for the people who want that deeper connection with their higher self, one mantra I love to use if you're struggling with something, let's say lack, for instance, or, you know, tough relationship or whatever it is, universe, Mm -hmm. I am done with lack. I am done with fighting with my spouse. I'm done with being so hard on myself and trying to please everybody and being a perfectionist universe. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Show me the way. Mm. Show me the way. And you will be shown the way. Mm. The way will show up. It will be breadcrumbs. And you, if you follow those breadcrumbs, you will be happy you did. Wow. Tell, tell us more about that. What, what is that saying? Like saying, I'm done. Like I, I feel like they're stepping into being the creator. Yeah, it's a command. Yeah. So we command our reality into being. Mm. We don't have to, you know, it's like t- Tony Robbins says, uh, you know, life is happening for you, not yeah. to you. Yes. So it's that it's that commanding what you want to see. Mm. And so if you're really done with something. If you're really done with being in pain, if you're really done when I was in the middle of PTSD, having, you know, multiple panic attacks a day away from my kids, didn't think I was going to, you know, I didn't want to live anymore. I, I put my I put my hands up and said, universe, I'm done suffering. Show me the way. Yes. And the way was shown. Mm. The way was shown. And it was little things first. It was go talk to that person. Mm. Hey, you connect with this person. You know, hey, you need to go and and um I met my husband by buying my ex-husband dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Wow. I am not joking. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I literally he and my ex-husband invited me over for dinner one night. It's the first time after our breakup that we had sat down for the family. There was nothing for me to cook for he and I in the kitchen. Mm. So I oh I'll order takeout. So I ordered takeout from a vegetarian restaurant on my way to go pick it up, about to walk in the door to the restaurant. I met my husband and we have a little girl and you know have you know we're you know he's he's amazing. We've had like eight past lives together. I knew exactly who he was when I met him. I almost introduced myself to him as his wife, but I didn't because I didn't want to freak him out. <laughs> but if I wouldn't have you know followed my instinct because I didn't want to have dinner with my ex husband, I really wow. didn't. Wow. And so a voice kind of came in and said, "No, you do want to have dinner with him. Go order mm. dinner and and you know have a nice life." I mean. Mm. And, you know, and he doesn't know that's how I met my husband. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's those, it's those little nudges too, right? It's the little nudges yeah. that we get, that we get to listen to the breadcrumbs. I love how you say that because oftentimes it's not a big blinding obvious sign, but it's, it's the continual, Hey, you should do that. Go do that. And and something else is coming through to say with the breadcrumbs, winks from the universe. That's mm. another way that I like to think of, you, yeah. of, of synchronicities. Synchronicities are winks from the universe. So if you plant in your mind, I want to see the number, you know, 88 today, for instance, all of a sudden you're going to be saying 88 all over the place because yeah. you planted that seed that this is what you want to see. Mm. And, and that's one way to kind of develop this intuition muscle that we all have by kind of just putting it out there saying, oh, I'd like to see this. Maybe it's feathers. Maybe it's a certain type of bird. Who knows? Whatever it is. 
And then as you see it, and as it comes into your experience, you thank it Mm -hmm. and you do it with little things first. You can start with things like that. And then you do it for, you know, a hundred thousand dollars when you can release attachment to how it's coming in. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so hard to manifest because we have this big attachment that it's got to show up now because I got to pay rent and I got to put food on the table and I got to do this and I got to do that. Well, when you do it with something really light that if you don't care if it shows up or not, then that really helps to build the muscle. So when you do go to do it for that hundred thousand or that million or whatever, that Mm -hmm. you're releasing the attachment to the outcome of, of it and then allow that charge to bring it to you even, you know, quicker. Wow. So it's that, that ability of setting our intention for something and then detaching from it. Sounds like that's a really valuable muscle to develop in our lives. Yes. Releasing that and releasing attachment to outcomes is tough because we want our, we want our reward. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and one thing that we can do is give ourselves a different reward. Mm. So yes, be the big reward but maybe give yourself little rewards along the way like if you're working toward a goal and you know little things are happening leading up to that big goal every time a little thing happens treat yourself Hmm. you know however that is for you because everybody is fueled in different ways yeah yeah this is gold tiny this is absolutely beautiful uh is there anything that you're heart, your higher self, any aspects of you is feeling called to share with, with us, anything that we haven't touched on yet in this interview and conversation? This has been a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I don't get to talk about floating in space very often, mm. and I don't think I've ever publicly spoken about my uh, grandfather's message. Yes, I am going to tell a little quick story. Um, about, you know, and I, I'm going to name the celebrity that it's that it's associated with. I've never met her. She doesn't know me, but I'm going to just share the story anyways. It's time. So I wake up in this beautiful, like, 100,000-night-a-room hotel. Mm. Again, it's like I open my eyes. My ex-husband's with me. Our twins are with us. And we, like, it's, like, stunning, right? Mm. It's just a stunning room. Everybody's hungry. I'm like, no, you guys go. And they're like, no, come on. We get into the elevator. We walk in the elevator. And Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and a whole tribe of kids are in the elevator and Brad looks at me and he says, I need your help. And you need your help. Can you help her today? And I'm like, absolutely. So all of us go up to the roof. I watch Brad and the kids and my ex and our kids get into an elevator, uh, into a helicopter and fly away. And it's just me and Angie left in the elevator. And she looks at me. It's the only time she talked the whole time. And she just looked at me and said, thank you. And so I walked, we go down a floor and we go into this amazing treatment room. There was like a single massage table on it. It's just beautifully decorated. And I started doing shamanic healing on her. This is is healing that I had never done in this life before. Mm -hmm. So I started pulling tar out of her body and doing all of this crazy, that was when the light language came in for the first time. I mean, I was doing things in that session that I'd never done before. And um, I, it lasted for hours. I mean, I worked on her for hours. And then as soon as the session was over, we met up with the family, we said bye, and I woke up instantly. And my instant reaction when I woke up was, what the F was that? Like, <laughs> I didn't know what to I'm like, I just gave Angelina Jolie like a six hour healing. Like, how did that happen? Yes. And so I'm sitting in line at the grocery store five days later about, and I'm checking out and I look over at like a people magazine and her mom had died that night. 
And when I saw that magazine thing and I looked at the date and I, I had chills head to toe and I just started crying in the, in the grocery store, you know, aisle, I just started sobbing. <laughs> like somebody was sitting next to me, like, are you okay? Like, oh, you're really sad for, you know, because they saw me looking and I'm like, I'm like, oh no, I'm okay. But, you know, just the level of support that is out there for all of us all of us you know and the fact that i was able to hold space for a total stranger in that way yeah and i've never met her i've never talked to her and that's Mm. okay Mm. i want to i want to dive into that in terms of recognizing and calling in the support that we we need or so to speak to get to our dreams our goals to fulfill on our purpose to to get through whatever we're going through is there anything else you'd recommend around that to recognize the support that's already here and with us tap into it yes all abundance blocks are receiving blocks Mm. all okay love is money God is money. You know, that's, that's, that's a tough concept for a lot of people who have these negative associations. Money is a neutral thing. It's like white tissue paper and whatever food coloring you pour on it is going to spread out on it. So if you're pouring love and pinks and pastels and all these beautiful colors, you're going to have beauty. If you uh, it's not enough and I'm broke and I hate my job and da, da, da. Mm. then you're going to be pouring all the browns and the blacks and everything else onto it right so receiving support is mm. is saying I'm worthy to receive the support it's knowing your worthiness it's knowing how freaking awesome you are it's owning your awesomeness mm. and when you start owning how magical you are and how much that you are just love in form walking around getting to do your thing and you're open to receive my capacity to receive expands infinitely like the universe my capacity to receive expands 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 when we get into that mind frame Mm -hmm. then we're automatically a vessel for it as such because we're not seeing ourselves as separate from the love that we are i love it I love it. That's powerful. Um, I really, really felt like God is money. You know that that energy, like to to be able to create that that kind of a a relationship. You know, for me, I I went from saying I don't need God, I don't need love, and concurrently the money went out with it. Right? Like yeah. I don't I don't need support, and it was it was a really hard time. And like ever since then, I've really been working on on my relationship with myself with worthiness, with owning my awesomeness, with, you know, connecting back to, to God even more, you know, deeper into my spirituality, deeper into love, deeper into appreciating and receiving abundance. So freaking A. And gra- gratitude's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, an ounce of gratitude makes can make such a huge amount of difference because, again, it's mm. what we focus on grows. Yeah. So when we can get into that gratitude place, and for people with money blocks and that kind of thing, start small. You know, receive the sun on your face, mm. receive the trees you're walking by, receive, um, you know, rec- receive it, receive it, receive what it is that you can receive. See abundance in the sand that yeah. your feet are walking on and, and then recognize that there's more 
planets and stars in the entire in, in the universe than there are grains of sand on this planet. You know, start blowing the picture up a little bit and seeing the microcosms with the macrocosms, like really just start playing around with, um, you know, play around with craziness, play around mm. with expansion. Yeah. The more we play in that and, and dance in that energy, the yeah. less dense we feel. Mm. You know, I the empaths all the time who, you know, are sick of taking on people's energies, are sick of not being able to go into crowded places because it's too overwhelming. They're just sick of it. Mm. And they didn't know how to use these gifts of deep empathy mm. for their advantage. They had only learned how to use them for their disadvantage. So you flip that. Well, how can this be a good thing? Yeah. Right. And you just start playing around with beliefs. Mm. You know, is this really true that I believe this? Is this really true? Is this a fact? And if it's not, then start to challenge it a little bit. And you don't mm. have to go, you know, all crazy monk style, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and be meditating for 12 hours a day. Like we need on mission we can't be on mission we're meditating 12 hours a day mm. so it's just a balance it's just finding that balance and being open to receive life and be open to receive the love that you are and that's really you know being open mm. to receive the love that you are and start feeling that love you know when i when i could, one of my big ahas when i could look in the mirror and see the love flowing to myself that i can for my babies i knew i'd gotten there so yeah. beautiful Tanya. yeah and it's, un and it's uncomfortable for people sometimes like yeah. they you yeah. know if i do mirror work with people if i give homework okay you got to stand in the mirror and say i love you a mm -hmm. hundred times you know that's can be really uncomfortable for people because we're not we didn't all go to hogwarts we didn't all go to, <laughs> to the self-love school you know we didn't learn yes. this shit growing up you know we were told don't keep your feelings to yourself and don't mm. you know don't don't you know wear your heart on your sleeve you're going to get hurt that way and you know we get all these little pieces that drop in along the way and then we think that's the truth until we mm. challenge it mm. Mm. and that's all that's what i'm all about is challenging the blind spots and challenging the lies that people have been living in prison with their whole life amazing tiny this is incredible First off, we're going to tell our audience how they can stay connected with you. What are their next steps to continue their journey? And then we'll wrap it up with the minute to win it. Even though these last couple minutes, I'm like, man, I just feel I your... I thought that's what we were doing, This, honestly. this is your heart pouring through. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gold. <laughs> this is so no, good. But, um, so I did uh, put a free gift in. There's yeah. a link that um, it's just a, a YouTube meditation that I recorded on Sunday um of the with the solstice energy it's just peace and softness and um it's you know uh, it is light encoded so there is um light frequencies that are running in the background not part of the voice part of the of the guided meditation and then um anybody who signs up will automatically be added to my mailing list so you'll get my updates and when i have classes and programs and, and things coming up. My Facebook page, um, Tanya James Coach. So facebook.com slash Tanya James Coach. That's uh, with a J. So T-A-N-J-A James um, Coach is my Facebook page. And uh, people can message me, shoot me an email back um, mm -hmm. with any of the free gifts that I send out. And I am I'm here to serve. So 
contact, you know, you can contact me easily. Definitely. You are lit, Tanya, and everyone stay connected with Tanya James. That's facebook.com forward slash Tanya James Coach, and that's T-A-N-J-A, Tanya, and then James, J-A-M-E-S, and then Coach, C-O-A-C-H. Um, so I love what you're doing, Tanya. This is absolutely just such a fun conversation, just lit. So much love, so much empowerment, and this is the last minute, the minute to win it, where you get to share something on your heart, anything else that we didn't touch on, or just, you know, if you want to say similar things, like it was so, so powerful, so resonating, and uh, someone out there needs to hear it, so share it with them. It's okay to be different. It's okay not to be like everybody else. It's okay not to have to please everybody. Uh, I think people pleasing is one of the number one things that people come to me for. I just cannot say no. It's okay to say no. And it's okay to say yes to yourself. I'm going to do a little light language on that. Releasing people pleasing, releasing perfectionism. The universe does not expect us to be perfect. We did not come here to be perfect. We came here to be ourselves. And it's safe to be who you came here to be. It's safe to shine. It's safe to own your brilliance. It's safe to speak up and own your power. It's safe to be a vibrationally sovereign being in this world. And you came here with a beautiful mission. And if I can help you in stepping into that more, please contact me. I'm here. Thank you, Tanya. You are amazing. Keep shining your light. I am so excited to stay connected on our journey. So many great things now and in the future coming through you, from you, all around you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. What a fantastic conversation. This is so much fun. I really, I really appreciate your time today. See you soon, okay? Okay, sounds great. Bye-bye. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, 
head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>